1: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
0: I'm a hustle yeah. baby. Heartbreak yeah. <laughs> setbacks, Burto. I had I had a great little comeback to the to the a uh, next little line for the bird <laughs> but it was totally
2: inappropriate put it back in the holster yeah i put it back <laughs> i'd censor myself
0: like he did yesterday
2: oh man it's uh two pros and a cup of joe here fox sports radio lavar errington brady quinn jonas knox with you here on fsr you can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app you can find us on hundreds of fox sports radio affiliates and wherever you are making us a part of your tuesday morning we appreciate you doing so we're going to take you all the way up till 9 a.m eastern time six o'clock pacific right here on. Fox Sports Radio. Uh, we're going to get to a, a big time story in the NFL. Today's going to be, uh, I think, a huge day, huge day. Uh, and we will uh, discuss that here momentarily. Now, if you're just tuning in, a few minutes ago, uh, Live Bet Jesus uh, popped on. Um, for those of you not familiar with Live Bet Jesus, he was making appearances randomly on Sunday nights for years and years on on Fox Sports Radio when Brady Quinn and I were on the air. And it was strange because the lights would flicker, uh, all the power would go out in the building except for the radio show and then a piece of paper would fall down onto the desk and it would have a, a pick on a live game an actionable game that was taking place at that time. We've never been able to pin down or figure out who this individual is. It's some sort of a mythical being. Um, there's cloud formations above the studio when he appears It's it's, it's a phenomenon. It's, it's paranormal activity. I don't know what you want to call it. Well, he appeared. I'm assuming it's a he appeared. <laughs> last Ah, hour, ah. about 10 minutes ago, and... The pick was that Brady Quinn would miss the remainder of the show, which doesn't make any sense because Brady Quinn is doing the show with us, Lavar Arrington. So yeah. I, 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 don't know why he would make that prediction. So I'm getting a uh, tad bit nervous because Brady it, has not jumped in yet. Well, no, but I, I think he's just waiting his turn because he's talk actually to him, Brady. He's, he's polite. So Brady, uh, talk, what are you what, what, what do you make of this uh, this garbage from a live bet Jesus saying you're not going to be here on the show? Talk to him. Oh my God! What? what? the hell is going on here oh no all right seriously roberto i'm, I'm really concerned now all right so he's really just not there he's not there man <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. This is oh no oh no all right so is this shit, brady! Uh, what do we do is it technical difficulties lee what's going on here is yeah, it I, I can't find him I'm, t- I'm texting him i'm looking for him brady uh, i don't that is uh all right so again we assume this is just a technical issue but my baby uh, but if for those of you I mean if it, my baby brother? if this is a whole if this is where this is going to stand the remainder of the show for those of you who doubt the uh, legitimacy of live at Jesus uh, I mean that counts as a win if this goes down it counts as a win so we will uh we will keep you posted on all that stuff throughout the course of the show all right let's uh let's get into the Where's big baby story of, of the uh, of the NFL offseason LaVar Arrington um, I believe today's the day Aaron Rodgers makes his announcement. You think so? It's happening. The Pat McAfee Show. I think it's uh, the day. AJ Hawk will be there. Uh, Pat's going to be there. I think today's the day we get an answer as to whether or not Aaron Rodgers is returning to the Green Bay Packers. I, th- I think it's happening today. How you feeling about it? You feel good about that? You think uh, you think this is the big one? Did that come from Live Bet Jesus? Or no, listen. That, I, I, from your he, he's not good at um, you know having a lot going on at the same time. He's not good at you know trying I mean, to just multitask. He my baby
0: brother disappear from the show, man. I it don't happens. Know how I feel about it.
2: I mean, it definitely happens, but today does feel like the day that Aaron <sighs> doesn't Rogers feel like gonna, the day yes, for
0: today. I think so. It's a Tuesday. Yeah, it's a quiet day in sports. Yep. You know, it's possible. I just don't think he will ever do what is estimated or assumed. Like people are bracing for whenever he's going to come out and say what he's going to say or do what he's going to do. Why do it now? You still got a little bit of time. There's still a little bit of time, you know. And 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 so for me, if if I'm if I'm Aaron Rodgers, unless there is some type of agenda that supersedes him, totally messing around with media and helping Pat McAfee continue to get astronomical numbers of downloads and subscriptions. <laughs> By the way, make sure you pay attention to to Pat McAfee's shows. One of the dopest shows you'll you'll check. He's a dope dope personality.
2: You ever been on that show before? Oh, a few times. Yeah. Well, we're
0: Pittsburghers. You know, yeah. we're we're from the Berg. We we represent one another. We we support one another. Um, AJ Hawk is a Big Ten linebacker. Super smart dude. Had a dope career. Um, you know, went to uh, he played played linebacker out of school that is arguably as as traditioned as as linebacker. You the original itself Um, so I'm a fan of the show I'm a big fan of their show and how they do things so I think they will give you an entertaining um, amount of time with this interview with Aaron Rodgers but if you're asking me does Aaron Rodgers make his decision and and throws his cards on the table and say here they are I'm all in my chips are all in the center of the table I just don't
2: see that happening today. Okay. Um, a couple of things to address. Number okay. one, let's, uh, let's the, address the Pat McAfee show. Uh, so they were at Radio Row, yep. um, uh, whatever you want to, if you want to call that Radio Row this year yep. uh, in Los Angeles. When you walked by, they flagged you down and gave you a mic and you hopped on with the show. That's correct. All right. Yeah. I walked by, yep. and they asked me to go get him a drink. Oh, so, oh. Um, uh, Like you were the water boy? Yeah, basically. And, oh. uh, like, you know, A.J. gave me a little bit of a, a head nod, but that was it. uh, okay. and, uh Yeah, so, so that ought to tell you. Well, I'm older than A.J. Hawk. Yeah.
0: Um, and played linebacker in the same conference, yeah. so there's a respect factor. Okay. Uh, admiration of me being an old head. Yeah. And Pat McAfee is from Plum. I'm from East Hills. They're right next door to one another. I moved to the North Hills, and, and we were a little bit further apart, but we both played quad A football, and we both had pretty decent careers. And, and we worked together on NFL AM when I was uh, one of the co-hosts on NFL AM. See, so you, we have a we have a history. So you think that supersedes me being a Penguins fan? He just didn't know you. Okay. That's all. He didn't all right. recognize the voice, you know. He did he didn't recognize the face that went with the voice that he listens to so much because you yeah. know he listens to the show. Yeah, sure he does. Yeah.
2: Uh, now here's the uh, he he, <laughs> here's the other uh, here's <laughs> the other aspect of all this. Um, by the way, Pat McAfee is also going to be interviewing Vince McMahon this week. Uh, there is there is some speculation that uh, Pat McAfee will be wrestling Vince McMahon at WrestleMania. That would be just saying awesome. You that,
0: know he's that has called, been thrown out there. He's called
2: matches before. Yeah, he, he's really good.
0: No, man. he, he he's does a dynamic
2: does
1: <laughs> this is the X-
2: Yes! Ah! He, uh, ah! listen, uh, Pat yes! McAfee does,
1: does, uh,
2: does, uh, SmackDown on Fox every single Friday. He's phenomenal. Uh, he's also wrestled a couple of matches with the WWE and the NXT brand, which is, uh, a a portion of the company. So he's, he's done really well for himself. I think that Aaron Rodgers absolutely does make his announcement today. Okay. And absolutely does. Absolutely. What are you um, betting on that? Tim hops? Um, bet bet 10 pole humps that
0: go live. We go live at the hour designated during the course of this show. And we'll have Lee as the live correspondent. And we'll have whoever's out there that's that's resting. Um, They can be a part of the show as well. And you do ten
2: pole humps. I can't. Okay, I can't right. do that. Well, uh, l- I mean, you look, you're I, too good. Well, no. I just uh, okay. you know, I don't. I don't trust myself in that okay. situation. I mean, uh, right. you know, listen. It uh, you, you might g- get too into it. Yeah, I'm just oh, saying. Okay. Like, I'll, you know, I'm, I'm a method actor, right. so I really got to uh, you know, I really got to live the you part. I find a screw so, hole. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. all <laughs> yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> ah, <laughs> all right. Oh, there's something I wanted to say. Something I wanted to say, and I did not. We'll we'll leave leave that that alone. alone. Uh, But here's, uh, this is also, uh, the more I think about it, the more I feel like I don't see him pulling a decision part two. When LeBron James did the decision, what bothered people wasn't the fact that he did the decision. It was the fact that he did a decision to announce to the city of Cleveland. But he played to it. He played into that. Yeah, mess. but but if you but he's he's even acknowledged after the fact where he, he said should have did it different. Yeah, he should have All done right. it differently because he basically teased the city of Cleveland only to let him know, hey, I'm leaving there and I'm taking my talents to South Beach with Mya- to, to Miami. So it's like you you called a big party, everybody was assuming it was going to be an engagement party, only to announce that you're breaking up. It like that's not not a smooth move by LeBron James, and that's why Cleveland hey, couldn't stand you ever it for see long love as long
0: You ever watched? that tv show no. love is blind no, what is it It's kind What's of it like about? the same thing like you you meet people in a pot and then you you start dating them through a pot and then you decide <laughs> if you want to marry them and then you get four weeks to get to know yeah. them you like you see them you meet them after you get to know them and they you ask do you want to get married you get engaged and then you get four weeks to get to know one another and, and <laughs> So it's what made me think about what you just said was I walked up they were walking up to the to the uh you know, the place to get married or whatever. They were standing on the, the podium and like out of five couples, like three of them was like, Nope, I don't want to marry you. Like like it's like, do you take this man to be your like are you like you had to decide, is love blind and do you wanna get married? And and most cats was like, "No, You know.
2: It's funny you bring that up because one of the um, contestants on that show who was actually in the pod was interviewed afterwards.
1: I want me some glory hole. And again, oh, I don't, oh, and I don't and know. And that
0: was the reason and again, why. I, I don't know
1: why. See, the yes. glory hole was more important. Even <laughs> Mexico. Yeah. yeah. And, and going
2: to visit Mexico. <laughs> and remember,
1: you. Somos Cabo. Is that
2: and, Vicente Fernandez? Yes. I don't know. Yes. yes. <laughs> a, wow. uh, very good. I, I know do. the frauds that the <laughs> Philadelphia fan are. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you, Jerry. And that's
0: what he said after uh, yeah. she said she yeah. didn't yeah. want to marry
2: him. <laughs> yeah. Give me a Jack yeah. and Coke minus the Coke. Very good, Jerry. Funny what you just uh, did. So we have a good time. <laughs> 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 all right, can we I go got, back to my original but, point? Uh, okay. The, the
0: original point is Aaron Rodgers is not going to do a LeBron James, the announcement. He's yes. not going to do okay. that. Okay,
2: but I don't think if for, I think he's alluded to the fact that he would make the announcement on Pat McAfee's show. I think if, that's where he's gotten all his messaging done so give the past it, couple so why of years. So why give it away right now? Because I feel like he sees this as, an he wasn't going to stretch it out. It wasn't going to be something that was going to stretch out past the combine, all these other things. The Packers have already started to move stuff around, uh, restructured so contracts. So just because
0: he said he's not going to stretch it out and I'm not going to stretch it out past the combine, you think that today's the I day I think today of that? is the day. It's a brand new month. Would you be surprised if he didn't do it today? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah.
2: And I think he's going to announce that he's going back to the Green Bay Packers. He's not gonna do what LeBron did only to make an announcement that uh that he's not showing back up, uh, and he's gonna go uh go elsewhere. So that's uh that's where I believe that uh that Aaron Rodgers is going to take his uh you know, his uh messaging there when it comes to uh, you know, the Packers and, and going back to Green Bay. So I'm I've tried to provide a uh you know, a little bit of positivity to I the I think Packer he's fan going base. back to Green Bay. i I've,
0: I've said it from day one, so and I'm not going to be a sore winner when this happens. Okay. I mean, I mean, listen, that's not, you know, yeah, I'm not I hear you. I'm, I'm just not going to be a sore winner. I'm not going to do everything that everybody
2: expects me to do. Yeah right. That's good. You got to go yeah. off speed sometimes. All do? right. It is uh, Two Pros and a <laughs> Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, brought to you by Discover. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally common sense. All right. Who's so coming up next. coming with me? Uh, there is a, uh, there's a situation playing out in the world of sports all of a sudden... coming with me? We've got some hope. We've got some optimism, but it is, is is it all fake is there any realness to this story because there's a lot of rumblings that some things are going to change for one entire league we'll get into that next year on fsr league?
1: yeah be sure to catch live editions of two pros in a cup of joe with brady quinn lavar errington and jonas knox weekdays at 6 a.m eastern 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: Right now, uh, John Palmarosi joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio's MLB Insider, also with the MLB Network. He knows hockey. He knows soccer. He speaks uh, uh, fluent uh, and Italian Uh here on the show. Uh, He was a big fan of the uh, Euro Cup uh, run for the Italian team last summer. JP, what's happening? It's been too long. How are we doing? Hello, sir.
3: Lavar, it is always my pleasure to speak with you in the morning. Uh, you, you guys always do an outstanding show, yeah, so great to be with you, you today. And, and let us hope, let us hope that this is the day that brings us baseball in 2022.
2: Okay, what, where do we stand on this potentially getting done? Because we were hearing about a Monday deadline, or else we're going to miss games. Now there's uh, they're supposed to meet at what 11 a.m. Eastern time. So uh, in a few hours from now, where do we stand on a potential season uh, starting? on time with Major League Baseball
3: much more hopeful than we were 24 hours ago, and there were some reports earlier yesterday that the tone of those meetings was not good, and there was a good amount of pessimism in the game uh, until about maybe 3 or 4 p.m., and then things began to change, there was some momentum, Uh, they were talking deep into the night, and I I think the key thing now, a report from John Heyman, who's on the ground there in, in Jupiter, Florida, where the meetings are taking place. John's report was that this morning, probably as we speak, and maybe a little bit later once people wake up (laughs) all across the country, is that the union was going to pull some members of their leadership to see what their response is to the latest MLB proposal. So the the MLB has moved in the player's direction significantly in the last 24 hours in terms of uh, adding money to the pre-arbitration bonus pool, adding money to the uh, competitive balance tax threshold. There have been some pretty significant movements there. And now the question is, was it enough? Or will the union come back and try to, to get a little bit more uh, out of the process before uh, things certainly wrap up today? Uh, this, is, this has to be the day. There has to be some answers uh, as to where things stand as of this moment. And uh, here we are in the month of March. And it, it certainly, uh, again, the, the top-line point is a deal is not yet done, uh, not at all. Uh, there are still plenty of differences to be bridged in the next uh, few hours, we assume but at least they're talking about ways to bridge them as opposed to finger-pointing and negativity. This is a, a very fluid process, but it's one that has moved substantially in the right direction over the last 24 hours.
0: JP, in, in negotiation situations that come to the last moments as as this one is is coming to, pressure mounts and people have to, to play the game of chicken masterfully to try to get what they want. they Now, they may have gotten what they've already wanted by now um, in terms of the players, and, and they might be fighting for more before they concede to what, what's taking place. But who who right now has more pressure on them? Seemingly, it would be the owners. But if you really think about it, baseball is not America's pastime like it once was Um and, and now this is kind of maybe could turn into a turbulent situation for for players and, and organizations. So who has more pressure on them to make sure that they get a deal done?
3: You know, Lavar, that's an excellent question. I, I, I do think there certainly is pressure on each side. It's a, a different kind of pressure. Uh, I think with MLB, you're exactly right. Uh, we are at a moment here where, you look around uh, the, the sports landscape in our country, and and while plenty of people have made parallels and, and mentioned and said, well, and in '95 there was the work stoppage that had canceled the previous year's World Series, and eventually fans came back, and and many fans did, but. America in 95 is different than America now. Uh, you look at just uh, baseball doesn't quite have the same cultural currency, candidly, now uh, than it did then, in terms of how many people are talking about it every day. Um, there are other things that, that uh, young Americans in particular uh, are, are engaging with more often now, whether it's uh, e sports, video games, their phones, which didn't really exist in the same numbers back in the mid 90s. Right. So th- there's just a lot of relevancy that is at risk. Really risk here. And I think if if MLB does not begin this season on time, the long-term damage to the product would be immense. And that is where I I do think there has been some awareness in the last 24 hours where the, the approach has changed a little. Because This cannot simply be, LaVar and Jonas, a question of, how do I win the negotiation for dollars and cents in the month of April of 2022? That's, That's not a sufficient view to take here. It is, how do we maintain baseball's place and hopefully grow it in different ways in the American sports consciousness. And that is a harder thing to define. And, and But by the way, there will eventually be an economic cost if, if baseball loses that market share, if you will, and, and we all reflect on uh, you know how often in, in the course of your program uh, and, and, and others uh, on this network and during the course of the year, uh, candidly, football and basketball are, are discussed more often. And so baseball has to find a way to get itself back in that discussion and, 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 and relevant in a broad sense. And if they go away for a period of time, guys, I, I think the only word to use is the one the commissioner said, which is disastrous. It would be a disaster for the long-term health of what has been in the past America's national pastime.
2: He is uh, John Palmerosi joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Fox Sports Radio's MLB Insider, also uh, with the MLB Network. You can get him on Twitter, at John Rossi. Uh, Jonas Knox-Lavar Arrington with you here on FSR. So, JP, when it comes to this situation, um, fans look at this, and we hear the old adage, well, it's billionaires fighting with millionaires. So it's hard to be sympathetic or hard to you know, pick one side or the other as far as why this is happening. But for people out there that maybe don't know – The economic details of this whole thing like you do and don't know the back and forth maybe like you do when it comes to this negotiation and why we're at this point. Who deserves more blame for why this situation is where it's at? Is it the owners or is it the players union?
3: I, I think there is there's blame that goes both ways, Jonas. But I'll I'll say it's a little bit different kind of blame uh, for either one. I'll I'll start by saying this. Y- you mentioned the the billionaires millionaires dynamic. I, I think a very good point was made yesterday by Tom Verducci uh, on MLB Network that approximately 61%. While we talk a lot about the, the what the average salary is and how that number is so huge. Tom said 61% of Major League Baseball players made less than a million dollars last year. Now, so it's, there are certainly plenty of millionaires, Jonas, to your point, but they're not all millionaires. And so one of the most important numbers of all is that minimum salary number because right now it's around the 570 around $575,000 and and perhaps that number could grow into the high 6s or maybe even the low 7s depending on how things go and that's a huge deal that number for a lot of people in this game especially if you have a brief career matters a ton more than if the Dodgers can spend to 210 or 215 or 225 million dollars in the top end there are a lot of players and this is the player that I just can't I can't forget about now, and I keep reflecting and circling back on. The player who was just about to break through and make the major leagues at the end of the 2019 season. Well, we all know what happens in 2020. Uh, minor league season is cancelled. Only 60 games at the major league level. Revenue's fundamentally changed. Then last year was sort of a stop and start kind of a year. Uh, certainly at the minor league level, it happened, but not it wasn't normal, and we all know that. This year, we're hoping to be normal, and so now we have this delay. So th- that play who was hoping to get significant money in the major leagues in in twenty twenty one and, and now twenty two is all in jeopardy and so th- that that player I keep thinking about where where that player's just hoping to have a career and if they can make seven hundred k let's say times three years even if they never get to uh, even if they never get to salary arbitration at least that that gets them or their gross number would be more than $2 million for their career, which is, which is significant. But again, we have to remember that's, that's maybe not enough money to retire on for the rest of your life. So there has to be some, some perspective on, on what the real economics are for the players making the minimum. And I really hope that, that these proposals reflect that a, a, an increase in the minimum salary, while not the sexiest number in the world, would make a huge difference in the lives of a lot of people who play baseball for a living.
0: All right, JP, I'm going to switch over to, to DJ. Um, and, and Jeter decides to step down. He he removes himself from it. He threw some shade at the Marlins as he rolled out. Now, there have been conversations as to the power struggle that took play, the shares and the money and all these different things. Can you clear it up for us? And, and obviously this lockout, has had an impact on what his decision was why now why why does Derek Jeter step away and roll out now because you would think that a a star of his caliber maybe you wait until the lockout is over to walk away just to make sure of the things that we're discussing in terms of the health of the game why do it now where it's like the darkest moment so so to speak
3: Lavar, that is a great question, and and it's a really unique story. Yesterday, I, I certainly, it, it was striking because, as, as you know, uh, the, the the negotiations now are happening at Roger Dean Stadium, which is where the Marlins train. So literally, the epicenter of these negotiations, where the union and MLB officials are going back and forth, walking all over the stadium, meeting with each other in different places. That is at one of the stadiums. That is at the spring stadium for the Miami Marlins. And and their president, CEO, one of the most beloved people in the game for the last century, uh, resigns yesterday in the middle of all this on deadline day. And a, a couple things. Number one, the timing. Yeah, it, it was it was surreal, Levar and Jonas. It was surreal. But I also think that Derek, a couple things, had become, uh, according to many accounts here frustrated with perhaps his own relationship with Bruce Sherman, who was the owner of the club, uh, or the majority owner, we could say, Um, and then also just the lack of, of spending that he saw, whether it was from the Marlins or other clubs, and a lack of reinvestment in trying to win and, and this strikes at the core of a lot of the issues right now that are facing the game uh, that, that I, sh- I should have mentioned this earlier too revenue sharing and, and if you are a, a smaller club like the Marlins are in terms of revenues, you get money from the larger clubs and revenue sharing and there, there still has been a little bit of an issue uh, both on the part of the larger market owners and even the players to make sure that the people who are getting the revenue sharing money are being good stewards of it. And I I really think that Derek was not fully satisfied with the efforts the Marlins were making to win. And so he, he walks away because, obviously, as we all know, Derek and his competitiveness, what winning means for him, uh, that is one of the most sacred things that he does in his, in, his, in his world, in his life, is is compete and compete to win. And it, it clearly his frustration has boiled over. And I do wonder if in the great retelling of this week, if years from now we have labor peace and, uh, to your questions earlier, if we have a, a better tomorrow for the sport – Do we look back and say maybe Derek's resignation was a wake-up call to both sides? They had to make a deal here, and that perhaps it sort of sparked the process? Maybe Derek resigned on that particular day at that particular time because he knew – ripple effect it would cause. Uh, It's very possible, and and perhaps one day in the retelling of this, we'll find out exactly what Derek's motivations were, but it was a fascinating day, a hard day for baseball to lose Derek Jeter in this capacity, but I do hope that he's back.
0: Man, that is a great response, man. I mean, so much so much there
2: it's uh it's a uh, crazy time in baseball man and uh jp we appreciate it appreciate we know you, uh, you know you're uh you know up at all hours trying to monitor along and and stay up with uh, all this stuff that's happening uh it's been a little chaotic but we appreciate you popping on with us always a good chat get him on twitter at john morosi jp you're the man thanks buddy
3: Jonathan Lavar, my pleasure, my friends, and uh, Uh, I appreciate the the conversation. Can't wait for the next time. And, and Jonas, your your kind words on the Italian team warmed my heart on this stressful morning. So thank you for doing that. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Bravissimo, Yeah,
2: I was just going to say that. There it is, uh, John Palmarosi. He's an MLB insider for Fox Sports Radio, the MLB Network. He covers the NHL. I mean, you name it, uh, no stone unturned when it comes to uh, John Palmarosi. All right, uh, coming up next here, it is two pros and a cup of joe here at fox sports radio uh lavar errington jonas Knox with you here on fsr one of the great plays you will ever see in fact i would argue this might be second to the lavar errington leap it's yours right here on fsr
1: be sure to catch live editions of two pros and a cup of joe with brady quinn lavar errington and jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m eastern 3 a.m pacific
2: Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LaVar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Brady Quinn was here in hour one, but uh, Live Bet Jesus made him disappear. He on the move, man. I mean. Shots out to him
0: and his family. What do you mean? He's on the move. Yeah, on the move because Live Bet Jesus kicked his ass out of the show. That's why. I don't know if I'm allowed to say where he's going (laughs) because I I outed him last week. So I'm not saying anything about, but just, you know, safe travels and enjoy.
2: When you repeated that on the air, I literally had to turn away from the mic because I knew exactly where we were when he told us the story and it was totally off air. I'm glad that you drove that uh, point home, Jonas. I just, just wanted to uh, you know, make it clear, <laughs> but uh, I'm not trying to make you sweat You're or anything. you naughty man.
0: You. <laughs> oh, oh they make me sweat. I'm, I'm, I'm a my, naughty man. I felt, yeah, yeah. Not, what a naughty person yeah, you are. You and that, <laughs> <laughs>
2: that bed soup. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Ew, beans. Um,
0: <laughs> a musical fruit.
2: The more you eat, the more you toot. By the way, are beans considered a fruit? You know, Uh, I I think they are. okay. here's the other one that throws me off. Bell peppers are considered a A vegetable, right? No, they're They're considered a fruit. fruit. I think they're a fruit. I think you're right. Which kind of irritates me because I eat a bell pepper every single day and and I don't like fruit. And so that bothers me that 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 it actually is considered a fruit. Can we get confirmation on that? Uh, Let's go live to our I am actually standing in a produce aisle near the studio somewhere nearby here in Sherman Oaks, California. Insider Lee to laugh. Lee, that that is correct. Bell peppers are fruits because Mm -hmm. they have seeds. Okay. so that that's what consider. What about a cucumber? Cucumbers have seeds. Is that a fruit? Ah, uh, cucumbers. Cucumbers I think are a fruit. Okay. That's uh Beans
0: awesome. are a vegetable. All right. They're considered to be a veggie.
2: Oh, how about that? Interesting. And, and that explains it. Come for the sports, stay for the produce. That's the way we work on this show. Uh, by are, the way, uh, we are brought you to you. You
0: the beans that I had for you. I'll tell you that. <laughs>
2: we Go are right, brought you to you, you, <laughs> you by Discover. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. And that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Top of next hour a little over 10 minutes from now. Now we wait to see how one team in the NFL responds to their star player. We will get to that here on FSR right now. It's time for this.
1: Sometimes you can't get to everything in the world of sports or entertainment. Good thing the guys are here to bring you in case you missed it. And for that, we turn it over to our executive
2: producer, Lee. That's right, you guys. In case you missed it, Jean Morant put on a freaking show last night. Two nights after setting a franchise record, he sets he breaks his own records, putting up fifty-two points, including this buzzer beater from the Grizzly
1: Radio Network. Take a listen. Adams, baseball pass, one of two. Morant catches. Oh. In midair. Oh, my, my God. goodness. He caught oh my it in midair. He caught it in midair and floated it up and in. You have got to be kidding me. John Morant is at an absolutely another level. A baseball pass caught in midair, redirected to the basket from 20 feet out. Oh, my goodness. What are we witnessing? Greatness. Is not even an applicable description. Insanity. Otherworldly. Take them all. Bag them up. And put a number 12 on it for John Morant. (laughs) Uh,
2: Okay, can I make a hot take here on this play? This inbounds pass by Steven Adams to John Morant. Greater inbounds pass than Hill to Leitner in the NCAA tournament years ago. A not not from the magnitude of it, but the actual degree of difficulty. Stephen Adams hitting John ja Morant in the corner and him turning around and hitting it at the buzzer. Unbelievable. One of the great plays you'll ever see. Second to uh, the uh, Levar leap. John ja Morant might be the best in
0: game dunker we've seen. Now Vince Carter has still has it. Dominique Wilkins is definitely in the conversation, but John Morant is making a really, really, really strong case for being the most electrifying in-game
2: dunker. Plus, he's because he's smaller; it looks so much more emphatic. Like, just there's there's a violence to it as well. Like, just explosive. Dominique Wilkins is That's, my favorite dunker of all time. Because it was explosive. Yeah, it was the two-foot dunk where oh, he went all. Oh, I, I love Dominique Wilkins, man. He was awesome. Explosive,
0: bro. Yeah. But but Vince Carter, Vince Sanity is just, it's still like, you still got to take a, a moment and stop and be like, man, for what Ja Moran is doing right now, if you think about what Vince Carter was doing, <laughs> like he was making like the dunk where he almost jumps over Kevin Love and he misses the dunk. That's a dunk
2: that Vince Carter makes. You know what I mean? But like and, and he's taller. Yeah, he is taller. There was a uh, conversation about uh, Zion or Ja Morant when they came out in the draft. Oh, I'm and, sure uh, that
0: that uh, debate is getting uh, a little bit further apart.
2: Listen, I love Zion Williamson, but it's starting to look more and more like Greg Oden, Kevin Durant, like that Kevin one, Durant too. Yeah, when they went one oh, and two oh, in the draft, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it just uh, feels like, like we're uh, yeah you know. I'm about to say. Well, are you it like okay. no, 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 yeah, yeah, like just, yeah. It's it's just like you start doing comps to oh, the other yeah, guys. It's, right. it's crazy. Uh, yeah. What else we got, Lee? You guys, the NFL has announced the Hall of Fame game this year at Canton. It'll be between the Jaguars and the Raiders, and it will be yeah. the debut for both Doug Peterson for the Jags and Josh McDaniels for the Raiders. Yeah, so that's the next NFL game, correct? That's correct. Uh, that's going to be August 4th. God, I can't wait the to gamble my ass off. No one but Berto will be watching that I'll, game. I'll watch Literally. it. Hey, Berto, who's playing in that game? Who's playing in that game, Birdo? Raiders, baby. Yeah, I will be watching it. The you greatness know, of the Raiders. Hey, you know what could have made it more interesting, though? Had Two they... different teams. Well, <laughs> What an a-hole. <laughs> Sorry, Birdo. <laughs> Here, Sorry. Here, here's how you could have made it more interesting. Uh, just do a one-off and have uh, Gruden and Urban Meyer come back and coach these teams for I, one game. Now I would watch that. <laughs> just, I would watch that. Yeah, bring back Gruden and Urban Meyer for one game each, or, or, just for the Hall of Fame game. Or film them in a nearby bar <laughs> and see who right. see who wins that war. Right. Yeah. Uh, that is. Uh, listen, I, I'm going to gamble my ass off for that game. It's the next NFL game we got. It's not till August. Come on, man. we got five months of non-football. You're not going to be excited for that, Sticks? We'll be in different digs by then, too, huh? <laughs> probably not. No? Don't oh, well, probably you not. Know, huh? hey. I mean, listen, with the way we behave in this studio, you think they're letting us anywhere else? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> After the performance you just put on during the break, pal? Uh, yeah. uh, I mean, Blah. we'll
0: have to be much more aware from what I hear. <laughs> we literally like the only ones in this building. Like, yeah. Literally. We can't, we can't walk. We can't walk it in <laughs> here. The fire alarm is going off. Nobody cares. Security guard is asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, anything goes at this spot. I ain't it telling is, uh, y'all to come mess with us or anything like that, but I'm just saying, <laughs> you can do
2: whatever you want to do here. Oh, man. Uh, See, this,
0: so, yeah, this is, we redefine uh, the office. <laughs> tell yes, you that.
2: it is. Uh, it's very strange. Yeah. Uh, very strange what is happening. Uh, all right, it is uh, Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. Hour three of this fine program is next here on FSR.